0: Support for IPR comes from Hands in Harmony, a therapeutic healthcare facility with a splash of spa and a team of holistic healers to help in the quest for health, harmony, and happiness. Cedar Rapids and Mount Vernon. Classes, massage, and more at myhih.com. Today is Friday. It's the 23rd of September. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. 3rd District Congresswoman Cindy Axne of West Des Moines is one of the Democrats who pressed for votes on a package of public safety initiatives that cleared the U.S. House yesterday. The package would provide money to recruit and retain officers and would set aside funding specifically for small police departments.
1: To ensure
0: that cities like Atlantic, Red Oak, our our sheriff's departments that are under 125 people or less have their own system to go through. We're not going to compete against the Chicagos and New Yorks anymore to make
1: sure they get the funding that they need.
0: The House passed four different law enforcement measures. One would provide money to hire social workers to respond to 911 calls involving people in a mental health crisis. There were some tense moments yesterday as a few progressive Democrats refused to support bringing the bills up for votes. But after months of internal and negotiations, a majority of House Democrats got the bills passed. All three Republicans from Iowa voted for the Invest to Protect Act to provide federal grants to police departments. On the U.S. Senate side, Iowa Senator Joni Ernst, a Republican from Red Oak, is joining with Representative Mike Waltz of Florida in what she says is an effort to enforce U.S. sanctions against Iran. Ernst says the Biden administration continues to pursue an agreement with Iran, even though the country has continued targeting of American military members in the Middle East, and there are verified assassination plots against American citizens in the U.S.
1: The Iran nuclear deal negotiated by the Obama administration in 2015 promised to stop Iran's nuclear program and achieve peace in the region. Neither happened. In fact, Iran's terror operations increased, and their nuclear program was not comprehensively dismantled.
0: Ernst says the previous administration proved that a tough stance is needed with Iran. The U.S. Capitol Police officer who diverted a mob of rioters away from the U.S. Senate on January 6, 2021, has testified at an Iowa man's trial in Washington. Doug Jensen of Des Moines is charged with a number of felonies, and four Capitol Police officers testified at his trial on Wednesday, a video last year showed Jensen leading a line of rioters confronting Capitol Police Officer Eugene Goodman. Goodman testified that as Jensen and the mob advanced up a flight of stairs, ignoring his orders to halt, it felt like they were going to rush him at any time. Prosecutors say Jensen was among the first 10 rioters to breach the Capitol. He was escorted out of the building once but went back through a broken window and had to be escorted out a second time. A distribution center in Cedar Rapids used to manage 40 percent of department store chain Nordstrom's business. IPR's Zachary Orrin Smith tells us layoffs, though, now are coming. Nordstrom Incorporated is reporting the second-largest Iowa worker layoff of 2022. The department store chain runs a Midwest Direct-to-Customers Fulfillment Center in Cedar Rapids. As KCRG first reported, the department store chain will lay off 222 workers next month. In a prepared statement, a spokesperson from the company said reducing workforce at the facility better aligns with the needs of the business. The state requires companies with more... More than 25 employees to report shutdowns or layoffs of 25 or more employees for periods exceeding six months. The largest reported layoff this year was at Cedar Rapids Toyota Financial Services which laid off 322 employees in July. And staying in Cedar Rapids, school superintendent Noreen Bush will resign at the end of this school year. The Cedar Rapids Gazette reports Bush, who went on medical leave Monday, will remain superintendent during her medical leave through June 30th of 2023. In a letter to the community, it's revealed Bush will turn her focus onto her health and has submitted her resignation to the board. Details of a national search to hire her successor will be released later. The Cedar Rapids School Board unanimously approved a three-year contract with Bush in February of 2020. She is the first woman to serve as superintendent in Cedar Rapids and is likely one of the highest-paid superintendents in the state. This is here first from IPR News. Can we heal the environment? In Kansas, we're working on it. Up From Dust is a podcast about how humans reshaped the world to fit urban landscapes and agricultural needs. We'll meet the people who are rolling up their sleeves to find more sustainable ways forward. Listen to Up From Dust from KCUR, part of the NPR Network. Two-thirds of farmers said the pandemic affected their mental health, according to an American Farm Bureau poll. In response, the U.S. Department of Agriculture has awarded grants to states across the country to help improve mental health outreach among farmers. As IPR's Kendall Crawford reports, some Midwestern states are distributing the resources not only to farmers, but also to the business and community members they interact with daily. And a warning for our listeners, this story mentions suicide.
1: The backyard of Doug Fuller's farmhouse in Cambridge, Iowa, is full of brightly colored flowers.
0: Okay, then I got impatience and more vinca. And then this is just a hodgepodge. But this time
1: last year, of, uh, this same garden was bare, as Fuller was in the middle of a year long battle with severe depression and suicidal thoughts. Hopeless. Mm.
0: Hopelessness, you know, is probably the biggest thing you think of because, you know, when, when this goes on for month after month after month, you know, you just feel like, is this ever going to improve?
1: He doesn't know what triggered it. Maybe it was the way a windstorm flattened some of his crops. Maybe it was the isolation of COVID. But he does know he only got better after he asked for help.
0: I just don't see any reason to to have kept all this, you know, to myself. Because it's it was as real as you know, we are sitting here today.
1: This experience of farmers grappling with suicide is devastatingly common. Farmers and ranchers are nearly two times more likely to die by suicide in the U.S. compared to other occupations, according to the Centers for Disease and Control Prevention. Many hesitate to tell someone. They're
0: reluctant to reveal what they perceive as weaknesses, uh, when indeed uh, uh, admitting that we need help is a strength, not a weakness.
1: That's Michael Roseman, an agricultural behavioral specialist based in southwest Iowa, He says farmers face a lot of factors out of their control, weather, commodity prices, global markets, and that can lead to a lot of stress. What makes a good farmer, independence, a willingness to take risks, can work against them when they need help. But farmers often trust those in the ag business.
0: They often show the signs of distress to people who they work with regularly. They will tell people who are perceived to be on their side about what they're going through.
1: That's why the Iowa Department of Agriculture is taking its mental health outreach beyond the farm, to banks, to veterinarian offices, to pesticide safety trainings. They're equipping people who interact with farmers on how to identify distress and refer them to resources. At the annual Farm Bureau Agency meeting in UTE, a small town in western Iowa, Donna Mills steps up to the microphone. I just want to point out a few pages with some valuable resources. She directs the crowd to the pamphlets sitting in front of them. They're packed full with suicide warning signs and hotline numbers. The outreach coordinator says sometimes this presentation is met with awkward laughter. Other times, she sees its impact. There were a few
0: sessions that I had where someone would come up after me and say, You know, there was a guy that was sitting in this training. He attempted to take his own life several times already. So thank you.
1: Similar programs are being embraced in Nebraska. In 2019, the Department of Agriculture began to offer two-hour workshops to help community members understand farm stress. The workshop's facilitator, Glenis McClure, says the goal is to teach participants how to talk to a producer in crisis and how to ask that really important, really difficult question, are you thinking about suicide? We really shouldn't be afraid of reaching out and trying to you know, find out where people are in that scheme of things. It is something that we asked folks in, in the workshop to practice. Back in Cambridge, Fuller says he's not sure where he'd be if no one asked him that question. Last year, he didn't always believe he'd make it to the next harvest. But he says it helped that his family and friends never stopped insisting he would. In Cambridge, I'm Kendall Crawford, IPR News.
0: If you or someone you know is struggling with suicidal thoughts, you can call 988-ANYTIME for help. This is Here First, a podcast from IPR News, which you can find wherever you subscribe to them. I'm Clay Masters.